Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. Oh, boys, oh boys, I'm back from vacation. This is this is Spencer Hall, by the way, editorial director of SB Nation. Uh, founder of Editor Nation be Saturday. Uh, I, I do stuff. Uh, joining me, uh, Ryan Nanny from Brooklyn. Say say hi. Hello. How are you? How was how was the beach? It was uh, it was great. It was a little cold, but you can do a lot of stuff on the beach when it's cold. Um, let, let me introduce. I'll tell you all about that. Since we introduced our third party, that'd be Jason Kirk, live from Kennesaw, Georgia. Say hi, Jason. What's your name, man? He's going to talk about everybody. The everybody already said their name. I don't. It's just not unnecessary. It's from a popular musical, Ryan. I don't. I. I'm, Alexander Hamilton. I only watch plays. Do you guys want to talk about plays? Football plays? Most. I, I mean, some of those, sure. I'm the damn fool who shot him. I watch halfback dive. Half, I watch, uh, yeah, that play, that play action post X X Delta. That's beautiful. We, uh, I did go to the beach. I am fresh back for the beach. Uh, it was cold. We flew kites. My kids got in the water against their, uh, but they don't have better judgment against orders and screaming. They still got in the water. There's a lot of things you can do at the beach. You can, uh, you can read. That's all I did. I just sat around and read and like ate and drank too much. So. That was it. I did need to level up. I was feeling a little low on my caucasity. That's the Orson Welles way to go to the beach. <laughs> I read and I dined on cheesecake. It is, right? Actually, like, that doesn't sound like Orson Welles. I dined on cheesecake. <laughs> Orson Welles, I could picture going to like the French Riviera and never popping, even coming close to even taking his hat off, much less his shirt. Oh, no, the shirt was not coming off. <laughs> he maybe untucked the ascot a little. <laughs> You know what? That doesn't sound, be honest. That doesn't sound too bad. Oh God, I burn. I burn like nothing. So of course, that sounds perfect for me. <laughs> That's that, that was like I, I'm going to keep my hat on. If you don't mind, I'm just going to stay here and eat these oysters. You you will watch. <laughs> yes, let me tell you about the time on Touch of Evil when I ate an entire. No, I'm not even going to continue doing it. My Orson Welles is that bad. Uh, but yeah, I needed to level up the caucasity. So in addition to that, I went to Seaside. If you haven't been to Seaside, Florida, it's the acclaimed architectural marvel and planned community that is maybe the whitest place I've ever been. I like the name of Seaside, Florida, because it's already like a built-in way to throw off the cops. Be like, where were you last night, Seaside? And and technically, they might think you mean the area, like the specific area, but you could have just been by the ocean, and technically, you have not misled the police. It sounds like something from Bioshock. Yeah. It is. It looks like something from Bioshock. And just like Bioshock, there really aren't any visible cops. But you should grab any needle you find. Oh, grab me. Yeah, just jam it in your face. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to take this potentially mutating? Yes. Yes. Well, do you, do you know what it does? No, I don't care. Powers. If, it will give me powers. It'll give me more more powers. powers. Dang it. So I did that, and I uh, came home in time to watch the dog show. So really, I'm I'm full up. My gas tank's full of caucasity. Uh, how y'all been, Jason? What's been going on in college football while I've been out eating cheesecake? Uh, LSU is um, – they're, they're, um, they're leaving. They're leaving the sport. Louisiana doesn't have any money, so nobody can go to school. Which, including the student athletes, and if the student athletes can't go to school, they can't play football. I mean, it is so, it is appropriate that Odell Beckham Jr.'s college would be entering receivership. So, 
So can we can can I rewind and can we explain a little bit how uh, how this might have even come to be a possibility? Which I think all three of us will agree this is not actually a possibility. Ooh, I, I'm willing to entertain oh, oh. It. <laughs> more more. So so Jason, you stop me if I'm getting any of this wrong. Um, the state of Louisiana has a deep budget problem to the tune of, I think this year, a shade under a billion dollars, and next year, somewhere around the projection of $2 billion in the hole. Um, LSU's athletic department is a separate entity from the university, at least in terms of finances. And in fact, they, I think by virtue of some other state law, they give the university something like $7 million a year minimum. Um, but so there is so there is no issue that the state itself can't fund LSU football. That is not true. What is true is that the state may not be able to fund um, school school LSU school. And yeah, if you it, can't fund well, LSU school, you can't have LSU student athletes. Yeah, it's really more of an NCAA thing than a LSU football funding right. thing because like if there was some way for LSU's athletic department to declare itself an institution of learning then they could keep going indefinitely things are uh, and they'd have they'd have more money to spend on coaches like Jimbo Fisher things but <laughs> because they have to prop up LSU the university uh, and because due to NCAA rules, you have to have grades to play football. That's where it all falls well, apart. Well, in, in some sense, this may help them get Jimbo Fisher because, you know, if they don't have student athletes, they're not spending money on travel. They're not spending money on training table. That's, you know, you just add that to the war chest. Throw that at Jimbo next year. I was going to say, listen, this is just going to end up with some sort of like Somali warlord situation where Jimbo's in charge of the state. But I do. <laughs> so, like, I do know from the broader perspective that. I, I think it's sort of the Louisiana equivalent of the Florida Bright Futures Scholarship or it's the Hope Scholarship in Georgia, right? Right. Yeah, it's uh, – yeah. So that, that just that just got cut. So there are a bunch of students at in Louisiana schools right now who had that for the first semester and do not have it for spring term. Yeah, and, you know, we don't want to sound like we're making light of the hardship. Oh, but no, that listen. sucks. That sucks a lot. The states we come from, this is the sort of thing we're, we're often unfamiliar with. Um, and if we approach it as just a sports thing, then it's funny. But, yeah, there, there are very serious ramifications for lots and lots of people, uh, especially those who, aren't, who are at smaller schools than LSU, such as, you know, uh, Grambling and Nickel State have already been, like, if affected already, not just hypothetically. Louisiana Tech is out here losing commits because of it. Yeah, let's, let's be clear on this, by the way. If we didn't laugh about it, we'd cry. And crying is really bad audio. We I mean, could try it. We can we can we can talk to somebody about getting better rigs for that. No, that's not going to happen. Okay. Be, be be honest. Fine. <laughs> LSU, I mean, LSU made a lot of money off. Of it. <laughs> LSU ain't the only one with budget problems. That's true. Uh, this podcast budget is zero, so we're <laughs> technically we're ahead of Louisiana, I guess. We're not. In the, we're not point. in debt. Yeah, that's. We are. We are more sustain. We we are more sustainable for the next two years than the state of Louisiana. Yeah. So this is all Bobby Jindal, right? Just him being an idiot. Um. It's it's less Bobby Jindal being an idiot and more Bobby Jindal. I I, I I'll say this and hopefully this won't piss anybody off. But no Bob, no 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 preach it. Do Bo- it. Bobby Jindal did some shit because he thought it would make him look great as a presidential candidate. And well, Bobby Jindal. You put a second mortgage on the house so that you could start a TCBY. 
and then and then turned out nobody cared about yogurt anymore. Mm. Yogurt's over. Yogurt's over. And in, by yogurt, I mean like you know, uh, people people wanting healthcare. They do. Yeah. Or so you're trying to tell me the giant statue of Bobby Jindal made of crawfish shells? Bad idea. Not great. And also, it's Bobby Jindal. It wasn't giant. It drew so many birds. <laughs> no one thought about the birds. Let the birds vote. <laughs> the birds. They think he's doing a fine job. He built. He built an enormous <laughs> snack for us. His real constituents. Bird welfare. Birds are an important voting block in Louisiana. Bought so, and paid for by the bird industrial complex. So, having heard this, big Brian, bird, Annie, you, big bird is coming for you. Big bird. <laughs> big bird is behind this election. So, yeah, so having heard this, what? You actually think this is a possibility that it might not even be in the athletic department's hands that LSU might not have a football team? Like I mean, that's a, that's that is a by percentage probable scenario. I, I suspect the answer will be that all of the state universities have to undergo serious budget constraints, um, and things will suck at these universities in a lot of ways. Classes will probably get bigger. Amenities on campus will have to go down. Whatever there will there will be. I know uh, the other area that Louisiana has seen a bunch of cuts is public health. So like they've shuttered hospitals for budget reasons and things like that. Um, but do I think the the other issue is that? And I'm not super familiar with this, so I'm just going to talk out my ass here. If if LSU were not able to field a college football team, I suspect that would lead to major financial ramifications for them in terms of all the money they get from, I don't know, the SEC network, all the games that they are, uh, you know, promised to play on the road. I suspect that there could be some major problems uh, of the financial variety for that. So there is some, there is sort of that flip side of like, hey, we have to solve this or we're also adding to our our money woes, but uh, but I, I don't think yeah. I don't look at it and say, oh, there's no chance. There's there's a little chance. It is Louisiana. It's like, yeah, it's like you know, say say the prospect of uh, LSU season being canceled. Say that's Alabama, and say this other thing, this this budget concern. Say that's ULM. Alabama hasn't beaten ULM yet. Alabama should beat ULM, right. but sometimes ULM beats Alabama, as we all fondly recall. See, we hey. made, we made this good for you in the end, LSU. <laughs> see, see, we brought it all back around to that time. That one of your one of your little cousins beat Alabama. That's true. Yeah, and and can I also give the capper to this? Yes, Louisiana does have the highest per capita state debt. Okay, so per citizen has the highest. It's eighteen grand, eighteen and change per citizen of Louisiana. You might want to laugh at this, Alabama. You're second. <laughs> so oh, you're boy. sitting right there followed by arkansas in third so the sec west just <laughs> <laughs> the difference the, the difference is i feel confident the university of alabama would happily say like the state of alabama in 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 this circumstance the legislature would just say well i guess we're shutting down auburn then uh, that's why we tried to sell uab Exactly. We just—it's the emergency fund for Bama. That's it. You got to have enough in savings. You got to have enough in checking. Okay. You top that off, and you pay off all your credit card U- bills. UAB can stay, but you got to change your mascot to the overdraft. Sorry. I guess we're liquidating Troy. Nick Saban. Nick, sorry, Nick bought like another eighteen assistant coaches. So 
Coach um, has had a real estate deal. Go go south. <laughs> <laughs> Need another 18 assistants. That ain't coming out of Nick's pocket. Mm-mm. It's a write down. It's a little close to reality. We should probably move away from that. <laughs> Speaking of debt, should we let's just move to that question. Uh yeah, let's move to that question. We're we're doing a reader question here because this is a very slow week. It looked like a really slow week. Normally you open the inbox and you know you got some you got some stuff. And this for me, I opened the inbox after five days being gone and it was Bonobos wants you to buy more pants. Oh, did you? No, of course not. Oh. They look nice on you. They do, man. But what, you, what pants? I'm, pants, yeah. Just pants? They're pants made for the big butted man. Spencer, you can wear the hell out of pants. Uh, I can, and I can wear the hell out of some bonobos because they're made for the bigger butted man. Are, but, we, are we sponsored yet? Is this our first hell yeah? Bonobos, <laughs> bonobos Pants for the bigger butted man. Bonobos, you owe me four hundred dollars. Yeah, for the, for the like life. We got the LeBron deal. You can just you can <laughs> one just, time payment. Exactly. We got what? It's, we're going to do ads for the next seven hundred years. Yep. That's eighteen million dollars. <laughs> We want it up front just so we can take it in the lump sum. It's yeah. like the lottery, but for pants endorsements. The question I wanted to answer submitted from reader Sam Duran. That's at Sam underscore Duran on Twitter. Is this, which college football coach secretly has the most debt? Whoo. Whoo. All right. Now, I didn't base this on any inside knowledge, okay? None. I just based this on appearance. And when I think of debt, my palms start to sweat. I get a little nervous. <laughs> when I think of the sweatiest human being in college football, man, Gary Patterson had to have made like a bad investment in a llama farm somewhere out in West Texas. Maybe he let somebody borrow money and lost control of a zero or two. You know, maybe he was an initial investor in Hooters Air. Yeah, maybe, maybe some slick talking Texas oilman had a sure thing. You know, oh, lot 45, it's going to be a gusher. And it came up dry, I don't know. But I'm just basing this on pure sweat. Gary Patterson, based on his physical appearance, is carrying at least $18 million in personal debt. Yeah, I believe that. I accept other nominations and, and suggestions here, but Gary Patterson looks like he needs that next contract. I will I will throw Al Golden onto this unfortunate pile. Uh, I I firmly believe that at some point I, I I'm willing to believe that like many people, at some point Al Golden thought, you know what? This whole South Florida thing is working out for me. And I'm allowed to splurge and I'm allowed to, you know, buy a little bit too expensive of a car, maybe take a nice vacation. Maybe buy buy somebody a nice piece of jewelry. You know what's not going down in value? South Florida real South estate. Florida. South Florida. South Florida is just the land of plenty and boom. And in this case, uh, have we talked about what Al Golden's new job is? Uh, no, no, no. Let's let's address this, and then mm-hmm. then we can talk about that okay. because there's a because there's a tangent we need to follow up on there. Yeah, um, we can get to that, but I think his new job is indicative. Of the fact that this is a man who probably thought his star was rising more than it was going, more than it ended up, and and maybe spent a little bit of that contract more than he more than he should have. Jason, do you have a suggestion? Put me down for Hugh Freeze. Oh, oh, that's good. He's real evangelical, mm-hmm. so that to me, is yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, prosperity, the, well, somebody prosperity, had a great idea the, for you. 
Yes, he's 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 laying up some blessings, as we can tell by these recruiting classes sure. every three years or so. Once uh, some things, you know, some things free up, some things, uh, other things come loose. You know what I mean? Financially, I'm just referring to a uh, student, you know, standard student aid forms. But oh, you, you need a, you need it. Listen, you can't live like you used to. I know that you think you might you might be able to just live by your means, but you, Hugh Freeze, you're a standard bearer for the program, and you know what that means. You need a bigger house. I think the key is you need to expect more of the Lord. If you are living within your means, that's a demonstration that you have a lack of faith. So what you need to do is put the onus on the Lord to fulfill a larger mortgage. And also, the reverend needs a new speedboat. Both of these things go hand in hand. How can the Lord shower down his wealth upon you if you have a small umbrella? If you don't have a large enough bucket, those blessings will land on your neighbor, and then you'll be jealous, and that is a sin. The counterpoint I will offer here, I feel very confident that Hugh Freeze has set up a series of limited liability corporations (laughs) (laughs) and actually has no personal debt in any of this. I guess the other thing about him is he was like a high school coach very recently, Mm -hmm. like within the past decade, and his all of a sudden come into some large money. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he's, you know, budgeting it as I mean, as well as he can. Think of, think of it the way you would. Imagine if somebody, imagine if you came into a large sum of money relative to your current salary, right? Like, for instance, imagine you had $500 in cash. Just imagine it. It's a tremendous, uh-huh. imagine you just, you wouldn't know what to do with it, right? You just wouldn't. You'd be like, wow, it's 500 bucks. Right. The hell or five I, skateboards. Yeah. Uh, I could I could I could get a Fitbit. Hey, uh can I get uh one hundred subway <laughs> f- footlongs? <laughs> no, they raised the price. <laughs> and like even if you think of even if you say, Well, I gotta invest in some this large, right? You, you, what what the hell are you gonna do with it? You don't know what you're doing, right? You're like, What how do I is is a savings account an investment? Do I buy Apple stock? Congratulations, you could buy like two Two shares, maybe. Yeah, there you go. This, wow, you're in my inve- portfolio. You're an investor now. This, this may not be accurate financial advice, listeners. <laughs> it is totally accurate and bonded. <laughs> Take it guarantee. to the bank. We guarantee if you follow our plan. <laughs> yes, I guarantee. Your net worth will change. change. Will change. It will change. It will change. Yeah, that is guaranteed. Uh, you can see us at PO Box two three four five, Fox Studios, Fox Sports, <laughs> Los Angeles, California. <laughs> care of clay travis clay travis bonded <laughs> financial advisor and attorney clay travis really i have heard you that giving you this advice for yes he's an attorney welcome oh. to cashville cashville <laughs> of course young buck uh the greatest rapper of all time that's that's really the only clay travis opinion that sticks out in my mind <laughs> um yeah hugh freeze has four million dollars now a year yeah. There's a lot that can go wrong with that. But yeah, I, but I, I want to tell you now, uh, Spencer, do you actually know what Al Golden's new job is? Uh, Al Golden's working for the Detroit Lions, he is he not? He is the tight ends coach yeah. for the Detroit Lions. Do you know who else the Detroit Lions hired recently? Uh, they hired Randy Edsel. They hired Randy Edsel. And so, who else was already on staff? Uh, that would be our good friend Ron Prince. And... And uh, you want to say Jim Bob Cooter here? 
The Jim Bob Cooter, yes. And overseeing it oh, all. Oh, well. The the most illustrious James Caldwell. And, so that's, <laughs> and I'll form the head. <laughs> this is like an EDSBS 2008, like, uh, it's an alumni it's club. It's an all-star roster. Yeah. It is of- truly, like, whew, it's special. It's a bunch of guys who are made to go seven and five in college, which probably means you should just bank on them winning the Super Bowl. Do you know Calvin Johnson took one look and said, gotta go. Do you know what Randy Edsel's uh, title is with the Detroit Lions? (laughs) It's it's like analytics, something like that. Director of football research, special projects. Mm -mm. So he's he's, he's coming up with like uh, nuclear weapons. Yeah, he's building Batmobiles. He's Lucius Fox. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. For Jim Caldwell's Batman. He's building. He's building like ways to injure your ACL. I call it. It's a new car for you, Batman. I call it the Fumbler. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've actually changed the name to be more accurate. I'm just Nap Man now. So. Yeah, just Nap Man. We've given you a Matt Stafford. What is he? Oh, that's a Beta. You can just. He's more of a body pillow. Yeah, he's a waifu. <laughs> <laughs> he's my anime body pillow. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not. Jimmy's not gonna play quarterback, is he? Oh, God, Al Golden, I miss you. I know. Keep it. Keep it sweaty. You know he's going to sweat. In indoors, in, indoors in, Michigan, in Michigan in winter. <laughs> indoors in Michigan in winter. Hey. That was the best part, man. Gary Patterson in that TCU Baylor game, driving rain. It's like twenty eight degrees and raining because I don't know. Texas has just got Texas. Texas has just got the devil's yep. weather. Yep, and he's sweating. Back sweat. Like you can tell, it's it's back sweat. Yeah. Like he. He's, it's underneath. It's underneath the rain slicker, right? If, it's if anything, the jacket. if anything, he was probably sweating more because his body was like, "No one will know." <laughs> that was my chance. <laughs> Just let, <oops. laughs> let Just it all hang like during, out during the bowl game. Their key to victory was coach put on a dry shirt. <laughs> yeah, at halftime they were like, "What?" Yeah, man, coach sweat through his shirt and he's going to change it for once. And I'm like, he had, yeah, he had to change it. <laughs> It had saturated. It was either going to be that or put on new pants. How Players look at each other like, y'all, we got to step it up. Coach is going to drown. How much meat tenderizer do you think he buys a year? Oh, God. he's Listen, he's just seconds away from being the senator in X-Men, right? <laughs> <laughs> it just turns into water like... <laughs> oh, my. oh, my God. Or he's he might just be a T-1000 trying to keep it cool. And just, <laughs> oh, man, don't do it. Camera's t- on. Don't do it. He's a T-1000 with really shitty phase control <laughs> programming, right? Like, nope, no, 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 no. He just no. needs a new fan. Yeah. He's like, I'm overheating. <laughs> uh, why am I well, Adele? Love you, Gary. Hope you make that. Hope you make up all the losses from that lava farm in the next couple of years. Get that contract. Jason, you uh, you did not have a question, right? You you thought all these sucked. No, no, I, no. I, no. I, I thought they all sucked. Okay, I, Ryan thought they sucked. I Ryan just, was the question trasher. I'm a hater. All right, well, hater, you just sit over there contributed nothing like a hater does. I'm going to ask somebody. I'm going to ask a contributor and a distributor. I'm going to ask a team player, Jason Kirk, what what his question is. One for the plug, one for the load. This comes to us from <clears throat> Ghetto Rat Blaster is the Twitter name. That's not racist. That's the, a term for a boombox. Mm, it's it's kind of racist. Uh, that's not my handle, so don't at me. <laughs> if you could breed two football programs together like dog breeds, which two would you breed together and why? 
I'm going to go Arizona State and Washington State just because, just for the most, um, most kinetic uh, incendiary explosive combination possible. I feel like you sort of get um, uh, a, a kind of, a kind of, a kind of dry heat madness and a, and a nice moist madness together. And when those two things come together, I guess you get a hurricane. You get, you know, the, the people who are crazy at the crazy at like two Eastern and then the people who are still going crazy at about 2 a.m. Eastern. Yeah. Okay. I know. I, I like this. Do you have a, do you have a suggestion, Ryan? Um, I, so I like when you're talking about breed, crossbreeding. I like when you take a, a big dog and you crossbreed it with a small one. So I'm going to go ahead and take Texas and Hawaii and just mash them together and see what happens. And I'm hoping we get some sort of, some sort of like super, super luaui Mac Brown as a result. This is like the half. Ah, uh, good Mac Brown chilling. I uh-huh. can't imagine what that would look like. <laughs> I just, I just won't recruit. You know, it's, <laughs> I just won't recruit at all. It's about the tiny bubbles. Yeah, and the, and the wine. <laughs> they make me so happy. They make me feel so fine. Uh, I would mash up Ohio State with Michigan. Oh, cre- God. Good God almighty. <laughs> to create the ultimate B1G Frankenstein program. <laughs> a program that was both belligerent and overly prideful. A program that was both neurotic and deeply insecure. A program that was both dumb and smart. Does it hate everything else or itself it more? Hate Notre Dame. hates Notre Dame. Oh, uh, that's the only thing it can agree on. <laughs> The only thing it can agree on is, like, Nick Saban cheats. We would just turn it into Drax the Destroyer. It would get no humor. It would be completely humorless. It would be focused on destroying one thing, Mm -hmm. Thanos, a.k.a. Notre Dame. Punching itself in the face. Right, just, yeah. And it would have zero humor whatsoever. Like, if you average Michigan and Ohio State together, it would be like, hey, that joke went over your head. And it would be like, my reflexes are far too fast. And everybody would just root for the tree anyway. Go Stanford. Go stay. <laughs> the smart ass tree that's so smart ass it won't even say English to you. Just, it'll just say its own name. Stanford. 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 <laughs> Which really pisses off everyone in Iowa. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and like Tracks the Destroyer, it'd be awesome. It'd be excellent. It'd pretty much be nigh indestructible. So yeah, I would I would average out those two. I would also just like to see what would happen scientifically if you combined Auburn and Alabama. Hmm. Oh boy, just I don't be, see any difference there. I know it'd just be a bigger Alabama. <laughs> I guess you're combining, you're adding. It's sort of like combining two faiths, two religions. Right. Super Bama. <laughs> it's like Auburn, they're real into Jesus, and Bama, they're real into Bear Bryant. So it'd just be a new denomination of Christianity. <laughs> I mean, really, the thing that you can't do is you can't breed LSU with anyone else. You just can't because no. you know you're like, mm, I'll make them unstable. <laughs> you don't mm. want that. I mean, what about I mean, LSU I, and their new friends at A and M. I was gonna say Arkansas, but that works too. Ooh, I don't even know what that would look like because, like, you're adding. I don't even know which is more militant in its own way. Because mm-hmm. like A and M is like supposed to be militant, and they certainly are. There's popular gif of a man with a sword charging someone in the middle of the field the, mm-hmm. the lsu a&m crossbreed would be like when an 11 year old boy 
draws a spaceship, and it's like, wow, you put lasers on top of the lasers. That's wow, it's got snake guns. <laughs> it seems unnecessary. No, it's yep. it's important. I just for scientific purposes, I want to see if I can cross SMU and Old Miss because man, that's a lot of cocaine. Ooh, wow, that's Ooh, so that's much fancy. cocaine. It's a lot of religious that's cocaine. Dandy. A lot of religious cocaine. Ooh, yeah, that's like that's like wow. I woke up and spent three thousand dollars at Vineyard Vines. How'd that happen? Did it in an afternoon. Uh, I would also, and one last one that I really want to see, because again, whew, I'm making, I'm making an unseemly mongrel. Don't do this. <laughs> oh, I'm about to. Don't do this. <laughs> Are you ready? I would really like to blend Florida State and Stanford. Oh my god! <laughs> that? No, that doesn't. No, that 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 is that's where you get one of those animals that can't breed anymore. Yeah, okay. that's, you just made one of a kind. You yep. just made a Pokemon. Yep. Kill me, please. Because <laughs> it'd be hyper intelligent, and every now and then it'd just bust out with the most ignorant possible thing. It'd be great. They'd be like, this is a super smart dog that from time to time will just raid a litter box. So horrible. I hate you. Yeah, bad. Yeah, Rude your whole night. Yep. Of course, there are many things those two have in common, such as oxygen. Uh, I also water, I, I water d- is within a few hundred miles. So I do want to mix Georgia and Georgia Tech just for mascot purposes, because you know that thing how everybody's always like, oh, you know, Bumblebee shouldn't be able to fly given their body mass compared to the wings. Well, so you're gonna w- see bulldogs fly. Once we put now, once we put wings on Uga, we will see how that's true. Be like, oh right, yeah, that doesn't work. He how just, can we how can we cross the two angriest fan bases? Like, what are the two angriest we could get to create the most unstable dog possible? Mississippi State and Penn State. Mm. Oh, <laughs> the oh, ice cream boy. would be delicious, and so would the rabies. Oh, <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> because Penn State, you have um, it, 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 I, I, it's not even really a new thing. Like, I didn't think of Penn State as super duper, especially angry until the events of the last few years. Uh, but some Big Ten colleagues have assured me they've pretty much always been like this. And Mississippi State, they're, you know, being left behind by them cheating rebel bears. So these these two seem pretty damn mad at all times. I mean, you, what you've Have done, we gone through, by the way? Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, the Penn State-Mississippi State dog is one that, like, tries to blow up a government building. <laughs> it's a scary fucking animal. <laughs> it is. Like, you'd make it. AKC would be like, nope. Is that nope. dog talking? Is that dog also saying that income tax is <laughs> unconstitutional? <laughs> How did this thing get on Breitbart comment threads? Man. It, well, the good thing is we know it l- loves to live in like remote areas. Mm-hmm. Real nowhere, America. No, nowhere near major transportation hubs that it can wreak any damage. Nope. Just I, far, far out in the <laughs> middle of nowhere. <laughs> get you way out of there. If I, but one more, if I wanted the laziest possible dog... I would pretty much just cross, like, what? I would probably cross UCLA fans with Georgia fans. <laughs> like, yeah. like, do you want a low-energy breed that won't ever come to the stadium? How did, this, how did this dog not come to the game but somehow leave a mess in all of the parking lots? Although, that's a hell of a gymnastics dog. That, oh, that's an amazing gymnastics dog. But for football, that thing's, yeah. It's, also, it's also a hell, a hell of a corrupt basketball dog. <laughs> oh, so it is. It's the Jim Herrick Water Spaniel. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's like the second college basketball joke we've made that didn't involve Kentucky on this podcast. That felt good. We're good. We're good at our jobs. 
I have another. I have another question that'd be from Mike Bogas, Bogash, N D Bogash. That's uh, on Twitter. Um, this is this is very difficult. Who is the Tom Crean of college football? Okay, <laughs> speaking of college basketball, Tom Crean and I have a relationship. I'm fascinated by several people, and all of them kind of share something uh, that is that they are one of a kind, and that may or may not be a good thing. I'm fascinated with Jim Nance. I just find him his blandness is so deep and compelling. There's just seas of vanilla in Jim Nance. Never stops. I'm fascinated with Tom Crean because Tom Crean is just the, the biggest public dork in America. Like, who, who, if anyone, in the service of their employer in public looks just consistently dorkier or more awkward than Tom Crean? Think he, about this. He looks like 1984 Bill Gates, but angry. <laughs> And wear and wearing somebody else's clothes. <laughs> yeah, like, like I always wonder: Is Tom Crean a time traveler who yeah. can only come to naked in a men's warehouse in the dark after they've turned the lights on? He kind of dresses like, and we've used this recently to describe a certain college football media member. Won't say who, but he kind of looks like the fly man in Men in Black. Uh, <laughs> Eddie, is that his name? The, give me some sugar water. Fly yeah, give me some sugar water. He kind of dresses like that guy. <laughs> yeah, so so with that and with this, um, I, like there's so many weird things about Tom Crean. While I was gone, Crean, there was a vine of him getting locked out of the basketball building in Indiana. Did you see this? No, No. No, I'm going to look for it right now. Oh, you should. Okay, so <laughs> the, the we didn't do any work while you were gone. No, okay. yeah, we just, the, we the, just the, played the hits. That, that's good. Uh, neither did I. That's only fair. Um, the he gets locked out of the basketball building, and he's looking. He's at the door, and he's like shaking it, and he like gets out a cell phone, and it's obviously cold and crappy because it's Indiana, and. The students are chanting, let him in, let him in, let him, because they know, they're like, it's Tom Crean, he's a dork, <laughs> and he's a good basketball coach, I don't want that to get over, like, overlooked, well, he's good, I didn't I, say it was great, he's okay. also, he's also in this video, he's trying desperately not to draw any attention to himself, <laughs> it's not working, and he's, he's, doing, so he's doing, like, the George Bush lock door thing, oh, yeah, um, yeah, What's fun is if you if you Google Tom Crean locked out, the um, the second result. I don't know what the article is about, but it's uh, from some some blog, Indiana blog, that says Tom Green is stuck in Bloomington forever. <laughs> One of us. <laughs> and they have this a uh, really awesome love hate thing with him. Like they all fucking despise him uh, after he loses a game. But, like, they're kind of defensive and protective of him at the same time. Well, and they should be because, one, he's been there a real long time at this point. He's been there quite a while. And, two, he's pretty successful. And that's kind of damning with faint praise. He's the most, he's because the most Indiana successful. Because emphasis on pretty. He's the most successful failure and the biggest failure of a success. He's, like, the most wins just enough to stick around coach. It's pretty special. Which is still better than being bad. Yeah, like I mean, eventually he'll he'll win something. But, but his specialty is like the you know beat a bunch of bad teams 
totally blow it against a good team kind of thing, right? Well, yeah. Look, he's he's like you know when you have like a slightly dipshit brother. Not like a super dipshit brother who's constantly getting, you know, running in trouble with the cops, but just like can't get his shit together and you want the freedom cuz he's your brother. You want to be able to talk shit and be like, "God, this idiot brother of mine, you know, once again, least Alexis, even though he doesn't have a goddamn job. But you don't want other people to be able to talk that shit. Because, hey, that's my brother. He's trying. He's doing his best. Tom Creed is my idiot brother, and I love him. Yeah, le- <laughs> yeah like, and I think that's everyone's relationship with him in Indiana, that that they sort of feel that way about him. Especially if in one of his losses, if you've watched any of the losses. Not that I'm the most astute college basketball observer, but I do know that when you don't get a play in bounds or when you have a really stupid play called at the end of the game, sometimes that happens to Indiana. And sometimes they don't get plays run. Sometimes when they lose, they lose in these ways of execution that sort of shake your faith as a fan in the basic competence. And then they'll come back and win like three or four in a row, and they're fine. And then something else like this happens. He's never totally safe. So let me review the basic points of evidence that we're working off of here, okay? Um, Loses games in often baffling fashion, Mm -hmm. right? Is probably a decent enough dude and is successful enough to keep on for a while, right? But never really overcomes the weight of expectation. Is that a program that expects the moon of its coaches and probably too much, like probably too much for almost anyone, right? Yeah, in 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 the sense that there is, uh, they are one. There are football versions of this, to be sure, but they are one of those teams. It's like, well, we were good thirty years ago, so therefore, and yeah, and we're in you know a really hard conference in this sport and. <laughs> There, there, there are other other teams in this conference that have perhaps surpassed us along the way. We'd we'd mm-hmm. like to be them again. Right. So I can't. I can give you one that I think is spot on, especially for. I don't think it's personality wise, but I think record wise, Bo Pelini at Nebraska. Oh boy. Was point for point in terms of the resume. Now, not necessarily in terms of personality. They're very different. I think Will Muschamp at Florida. <laughs> No, but the the Bo Pelini is pretty good because there's also the element of like kind of inherited a mess, turned things around in such a way that people are like, hey, okay, you know, he he was not dealt the strongest hand to start, but he's he's mm-hmm. turning around and probably there's there's more to this story, and then there was not, or at least <laughs> in the, um, at least Pretty in the safe. case of Tom Crean, there has not been. And, like, the whole notion of this school being a power is sort of based on things that happened a long time ago. And if you really look at the recruiting base, it's like, well, it's like Indianapolis or Lincoln, a hotbed of talent. Also, two of the most screen-grabbable people in college sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that, that, that just about seals it right there. And if you want to gra- coach to be like, I just want to get a freeze frame of him where I can credibly Photoshop an entire ham in his mouth. <laughs> These are the two coaches for you. The only thing is, like, what would be the leaked audio from Tom Crane? Because Bo Pelini famously went on a "fuck the fans" rant, which was quite deserved. Uh, the people demanded ten game, ten wins a year. And, <laughs> but like with Crane, I don't, does he even know that people don't like him? I mean, he got upset that time. Uh, his his son overheard fans unhappy with him or whatever it was. But 
I don't, I don't think, know if I don't know if it affects him that deeply. I don't think there's space for it because he's related to the Harbaugh's, so I think he's constantly just being talked over. Yeah, there's, <laughs> he's hey, quite used to it. Yeah. yeah, there's there's absolutely no way he gets there. Just like they're like Tom. Tom's a great guy. Aren't you a great guy? How are you doing, Tom? Well, I'm pretty good. That's no, you right, need to Tom. be doing with that team of yours, Tom. I'm not going to give you any advice, but here's what you need to do. <laughs> just. Harbaugh's yelling for three hours while Tom Crean sits in an ugly Christmas sweater. Eating meatballs he doesn't want. It's like the only time we'll see Harbaugh and Crean together, it'll be in a photo with like, uh, you know, LL Cool J and some, you know, some totally other celebrity in the opposite direction. Why is Tom Crean there? Well, he's a random celebrity, he's, just like these others. He's actually, he has a side gig working as Jim Harbaugh's body man during football season. <laughs> Yeah, I I really like that. That's who I that's who I would put closest. And the second would be Muschamp. Cuz Muschamp is also like just a dude who kind of just couldn't help but like be himself in public during games and would always look like he was seconds for losing his mind or had lost his mind several seconds before the camera got to him. I think Jim Mora is an interesting candidate here. He sort of has that like probably is not getting enough credit for what he what he did uh at the start of his tenure at the school probably has not taken enough steps in recent history to make people happy and also is at an environment where way too much is likely expected given the realities of the surroundings um although Jim Mora does fit much more in the Bo Pelini side of likely to have leaked audio of him just saying horrible things and if you have that, please send it to us. Or, yeah. dead, or you know what? You can also send it to Deadspin. That's fine. They'll probably but get audio it. audio of Jim Mora saying things that get him fired? I, I can't imagine that. <laughs> that, <laughs> that has literally never happened before. <laughs> never. Oh. Uh, J- Jason, do you have one more question? Uh, let's see. Um, from Justin Ferguson. Why is title the Will Muschamp of apps? Um, and like this kind of a question is sort of paints us into a corner, but... It's very good. That's a very good comparison for. Uh, it also gives us a nice on ramp because I know you wanted to talk about the Grammys. Well, yeah, we got. We, I mean, we got to talk about the things that are more important in the world right now. Um, in case you weren't aware, those of you who don't pay attention to uh, to rap music, uh, Kanye has a new album, and it was only available on Title, which is Jay Z's Spotify knockoff that constantly breaks and um, takes people's money and. Uh, doesn't fulfill pre-orders, and um, it, 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 it's basically holding Kanye's album hostage. And Kanye supports this for some reason. That makes total sense to Kanye, which is fine. Um, and then I guess the, the comparison of just these things are, they're just there. Uh, they, they keep getting money. No one really knows why. Um, we keep giving them second chances, um, despite no evidence that these these are the things to be using. There are perfectly good other things that do all the same stuff, but don't have the the obvious history of problems. Um, and that, that's probably the end of it. I just thought it was a pretty good tweet. I think they are also evidence of a broken model for title. That model is the way in which musical artists are paid for their work. And for Will Muschamp, it's believing that uh, Texas assistants are worth anything. Yeah, the whole Mac Brown coaching tree. Ooh, that is – it's a little dry. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you might want to call somebody. To Bonsai is a wonderful art. 
<laughs> Keep so it in sand art. Keep it as small as possible. You'll know where to trim it. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at it now again. It just makes me so happy. This is this is easily the best, the saddest coaching tree you can have. What's the what's the most impressive fruit? Well, I mean, I I really like Greg Robinson on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it Ma- Ma- Manny Diaz? I like Carl Tort. Well, this is this is only counting coaches who eventually became uh, head coaches somewhere. I really like that Carl Torbush is on here uh, because boy, did he have a wonderful seventeen and eighteen record at North Carolina over four years. Um, there's Ron Cooper. There's Gene Chizik. There's Tim oh. Brewster. Hey. That's national title That's holding. Twitter user. Twitter user Gene Chizik. <laughs> oh, there's uh, it's just it's it's really a special. It's a specialist. There's and of course there is his single uh, NFL connection, Miami Dolphins head coach emeritus Joe Philbin, who got fired four games into this season. How how do you think you could do? with the Miami Dolphins as a head coach. Like, I'm, I'm going to assume you're not going to get fired through 16 games. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like, like you're just, you're going to get 16. What, what do you think your record would be? Six and 10. Okay. I think I can do so. And honestly, that's probably enough to get me another year. <laughs> what the guys like him. The guys like him. <laughs> yeah. And, and all I got to do is like beat the jets once. And they'll be like, well, you know, we're making some strides. We look competitive, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Jason. How many games I think I could win as Dolphins head coach? I'm giving you 16. You're getting, you have my full vote of confidence for 16. Um, I mean, Ryan went high, I, I thought. Six, six seems pretty confident. I think that's, um, that's, that's suggesting that we think it's uh, the whole role of coaches in this is pretty overrated and that. It's more about the talent on the field and all that. Yeah. Because hmm. my first notion was two and fourteen. You know, I'll, I'll look up and uh, um, goof my way into a couple wins, but I don't know. I, I feel I feel weird going beyond two here. Are you going to see, attempt? See, you, are you, don't, going to, you don't have the foolhardy belief in yourself that you need to be a Dolphins head coach. Clearly, <laughs> you don't have that Tony Sperano it factor. The booming confidence you need to go six and ten. <laughs> Do you have uh, how are you going to do it though? Are you going to try to own up and just say, "Listen, this is boys. <laughs> the assistants are all getting raises. We're going to try to get through this together. I've been putting some sort of horrible season-long episode of Quantum Leap where I can't escape this alternate timeline." Uh or are you just going to walk in and be like, "No, I'm the coach." So you do you either do uh we're going to spend a lot of money on coordinators or <laughs> Fuck you all, my way or the highway. <laughs> yeah, I got some good ideas. Yeah, I've played. I've played Madden a few years ago. <laughs> Haven't since then, but Don't, still the same rules. I remember much of the soundtrack. <laughs> it, was, it was good. I am ready Nappy, to party Nappy hard. Roots was on Madden <laughs> a while back. Yeah, it was that. It was that year that Killer Mike mm-hmm. was was on the soundtrack for Action. It was really good. Yeah, you, you guys heard that. No, you players are too young for that. Anyway, okay. go out there so, and if we win the toss, defer. Just defer. If if they if they if they run back the kickoff, defer. Just defer. 
If, yeah. if they fumble and we pick it up, defer. I would. I would absolutely run the Jane Coaston all pass interference offense with the Dolphins. I would I would roll up and I'd be like, listen, it's your show, y'all. It's yours. Whatever, whatever you want to do. So I, we're just going full Barry Switzer. I, I give Man, it back I, to the people. That's all I'm doing. I'm like, right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk out there. You know, a few things just to sweeten the deal for everybody. Okay. One, we're barely practicing this year. Just, just barely. Just none of you. Just we're not going to. No tackle. No contact. Instantly, they love me. Keep them fresh. Exactly. Keep them fresh. Two. Are, are you in a contract year? Okay. Cool. Uh, you get the ball. You get the ball. I don't care if you're a kicker in the contract. We'll, <laughs> we'll set you up. Whatever. I'm making all you money. Okay. Wow, Caleb Sturge has got 13 <laughs> carries. Your stats are going to be. Your stats are going to be massive. Absolutely. We'll just. All we're doing is we're running systems to maximize stats. Who cares about the record? Are you a safety coming up? We're just going to bring you into the box. You're going to have so many tackles. So I feel like our OC here. We just go get Kiffin. That's it. I'm going to get Kiffin. Because he needs it, and he can probably get the the head coaching job, right? And because then, like Lane, once he locks in on an offensive weapon, that dude's getting the goddamn ball. So oh, if yeah. you just tell him, no, 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 hang on, it's this guy's turn. Okay, and every then, single play coming then, his way. Then I get, also then I get Chris Kiffin to be my defensive coordinator because he's a giant slayer. Sure, and you know what we do? We just pre-write the script. I go to the players. I'm like, I want you all to tell and leak to sources. This is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You're not happy with me, but the players all love Kiffin. The it's players also, all love Kiffin. They'll be like, okay, cool. So complain about me. It's it's also important to note, part of why I think I could go 6-10 and 10 has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with uh, the psychology of other NFL coaches, many of whom I feel live in constant fear that their jobs will be taken from them. And that fear will only be magnified by knowing that they could be the person, the coach who uh, rose the yeah. ranks and loses to some idiot internet dipshit. And well, and along those lines, also you can sort of maximize the things that NFL coaches do that everyone complains about. Yeah, you know, you can go for it on fourth down. Mm-hmm. You can do you can do trick plays that that work at other levels. Yep. You know, you can you like can, actually ask ask someone if you should challenge a play before you do. Oh no! Listen, man, my my quarterback making all the decisions. Yo, wait, they're, that, they're, that call, they're calling they're calling the plays on the field again. That's Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. You know what? And <laughs> and you know who Ryan Tannehill can blame? Me. Okay. That's it. We just I, I only have to make it through the season, right? Because I'm not getting a second season. You might you might be angling for that six and ten extension, okay? Oh. Me, I, I'm getting everyone out of here with more money and just skating. See, That's Spencer, I- you're going for like um, a reality show deal. I'm totally going for a reality show deal. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, like after this, they set you up at some high school and just film it. Now you know you know who else you can give the ball to if you don't want Ryan Tannehill. That'd be Virginia Tech's own Logan Thomas. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Big tree, yeah, big sure. fella, big tree. That's all we're doing. He's we're got, we he's, got we got two real big quarterbacks. He's got first round talent. Yeah, so we were told for a while. He's, he's remember that he's thrown only nine passes, but he's you know, fresh. yeah, you know how many he's hours fresh. you know how many hours a week I'm working? None, <laughs> at least three, <laughs> maybe. No, he'll leave. I mean, he'll I, don't leave. Be, I don't have to be there for the second half. He'll right? leave at halftime. He'll be like, "Yeah, oh, traffic here is a nightmare." <laughs> I mean, come on, you you people know you try to you get know. out of here after a game. You know, not in my not in Miami Hurricanes game, of course. I might turn up in the stands. That that would be my move as well. Is I would tweak the Canes at every turn. 
<laughs> I'd just be the worst heel. I would, and yeah, and I would just go out out of my way to insult everyone in the division. It wouldn't matter. Yeah. And the people would be like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. How can you take it seriously? I'm like, you're printing it. Bill Belichick like, trash. Exactly. Yeah, Bill. <laughs> Bill so how does Rex Ryan react if there is someone trying to out Rex Ryan, Rex Ryan in oh, his division? Man. Well, he's got his brother with him now, so he'll just unleash him. Ooh, that's scary. Like like a Beethoven movie on acid. Oh, we're fighting. That's what we're doing. Like you're gonna that, fight the Ryan. <laughs> you're gonna fight the Ryan. I'm, I'm getting obliterated by the. So <laughs> if Kiffin's your OC, you're gonna need some serious muscle on your defensive coordinator. Ed Orgeron. That's right. Brian, so let's say well Brian well let's say Fox. let's say Texas fires Charlie Strong. So you pick up you pick up Charlie as your defensive coordinator. I think now you're protected against the Ryans. I'm I'm picking up Charlie. I'm picking up that big fat dude who's the defensive coordinator with the beard for Belichick, mm-hmm. right? The the quote defensive coordinator. Like right. in, Oh, you're playing mind games with Belichick. Right, right. You're taking his assistance and oh, turning yeah. them against him. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You, you gotta do the thing where you 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 cut players just because they look like a patriot. Yeah, exactly. Or that thing where you pick up practice squad players just because yeah, they're you're racing Rex yeah. to yeah. sign expatriates. Yeah. Oh, no you, no, you do that with the Bills. <laughs> you're, you're next in the pecking order. You don't even you don't even try to pick on Belichick. You try to needle Rex Ryan. If you're suggesting you, you that, sign all the ex Bills. If you're suggesting that hateful Spencer Spencer Hall will sign EJ Manuel and then make him play punt coverage, <laughs> I'll do it. Oh, I'll do it. He's getting paid, ain't he? When we play the Patriots. Would it be too obvious, gauche, and like left-handed of me to bring an old 1987-style huge camcorder onto the field? <laughs> I think you'd have just like a hand-crank newsreel camera. Right. Right. Some, right. Like, Plumes just all over. I'll totally be doing it. Yeah, I'll totally do that. I'll just you set up like the Matrix camera thing with like the, the bunches and bunches of little mm-hmm. still cameras all around? Yeah, all yeah. around Belichick? Hey, listen, they, they, Boston is supposed to be a town full of smart people. I don't know. They got all those colleges, and none of them can get in. I just, it doesn't make any sense how, to me. How come Coach Spencer has two GoPros on each arm? Yeah, that's weird to me, you know? Clam chowder, that's cool. You, you guys like, you know, basically the gutter water of the sea with milk in it. Hope, that's awesome. Mm. You guys are fantastic. What an amazing place. You know, that's a, that's a, town, so, that's a town so awful. Everyone ran to California. That's why we had Manifest Destiny. <laughs> so maybe the games you really uh, check out on are your division road games. Because, like, you know, oh, he won't New, York, even, yeah. New York City in December. He no, boys, we're staying yeah, home. He's not even going to go to those. I, I, in the practice squad. I actually wouldn't why be would... surprised if Spencer just forfeits those games and just sends his players on vacation instead. Man, do you know how much my players would love me for that? Be like, like it's, week it's, twelve. It's three games. Like, nah. It's three games. We can go. We can go thirteen and three. That's fine. <laughs> and you film it like 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 college coaches do when they hand out a scholarship or tell players practices canceled <laughs> after fifteen minutes or whatever. No way, dude. Like, we, all right, boys, we got a real tough game. We got to go up to fucking Massachusetts and. The- yeah. We're going to the movies. <laughs> no, we we're going to Atlantis and the Bahamas, and we're going to film it like it's an NFL game of the week. Like, yeah, you're tweeting out business trip. The corkscrew water slide is not a place for the faint of heart. The blackjack table, formidable opponent. The scalding tundra. The scalding tundra of Atlantis. That's me. NFL Films is filming the whole thing. The and at the end, at the end, when they put the score, it'll just be forfeit. Hard men and soft serve. <laughs> <laughs> He's the greatest coach ever. Sixteen games. 
They're giving him 16 games. And you wouldn't even be screwing over your fan base. You'd be <laughs> fucking with season ticket holders in the rest of the division. Oh, it'd be great. Oh, man, and Mike Zimmer would be so mad at me. Just I just know of all the coaches who'd be really mad at this whole thing. God. Mike Zimmer would be so heated. Oh, you're not you taking it seriously. He'd call you the cocksucker is the word he would use. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that cocksucker. Yeah. Feel like, what, do you have something against the gay community of Miami? <laughs> and now you're even more popular. Yeah, except, dude, I'm going straight from this job to mayor of Miami. <laughs> the, non-existent, the non-existent mayorship of Miami. You, you create, create someone to run the town of Miami and install yourself as that person. <laughs> it's me and Pitbull. It'd be great. Did he, have, good. did he install Pitbull as his trainer? Yeah, he did that. Dolly! <laughs> <laughs>